Got your Bible, Psalm chapter 121, very familiar text, and psalmist says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Verse 8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for another day that you have given us. And Lord, we thank you for another chance just to be back in your house. And Lord, I thank you for Wednesday night Bible study. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we can just come in here and, Lord, open our Bibles and hear from you. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you help us tonight, Lord, to deliver what you've given to us, God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would uh, make yourself known here tonight, Lord, once again. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'd like to speak tonight for just a little while with God being our helper on this simple subject, help is on the way. Help is on the way. The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I thought about that word help. That word help means to have some form of security. To have some type of, of security about us. And no doubt in verse number 2 the psalmist had it right. When he said my help comes from the Lord. My security comes from Him. My help, my security is found in none other than the Lord. I thought about all the different times we ask for help. Throughout many times we'll find ourselves needing something and somewhere along the way we find ourselves in need. We have to ask for help. The Lord will send help and we'll find help. And I thank God that we have help. The psalmist had it right when he said, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, the Lord that made heaven and earth. So real quick, I told you I was going to prove Brother Roy wrong. Three things and then we'll be done. Number one, we see the psalmist's proclamation. He said in verse number one, I will. Proclaiming there, he said, I will. Lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. I found it interesting, Brother Roy, that 
And I, I find it that there's no filler words in the Bible, Brother Larry, that every word that is in the Bible is in there for a specific purpose and is in there for a specific reason. And when I find something in the Bible like this, it kind of intrigues me. The psalmist here says, I will lift up mine eyes. Did not say, I hope to lift up mine eyes. If I feel like lifting up my eyes, I will. Instead, the psalmist says, I will lift up mine eyes. He is proclaiming here what he will do. My, my wife tells me, that when I make promises sometimes, I don't always keep them. I'll say, I will wash the dishes, and I will take out the trash. And for some reason, the next morning, it failed to be done. But here, when the psalmist said, he will do it, he did it. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? I was studying on this this past week, and the scholars, those people who are a whole lot smarter than I am, said there's really there's two different ways to view this here chapter. One way is that it is written from a time of war, somewhere along the time. Uh, somewhere along the timeline, there is a battle and there is a war going on. And the psalmist here who wrote this is in the midst of that battle. And is writing, stating that he is down there in the valley, in the midst of the fight, and will lift up his eyes for help. I can see where they where they find that from, when you go back and look at Psalm chapter 120, there you can look at the end of it, and the psalmist is saying, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. They could very well possibly be written here from a time of war. But I find it interesting when the Bible says, here that the, when the psalmist says, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills. Yet when you go and look in Jeremiah chapter number 3, I believe it's verse number 23 says, Our salvation is in vain when we look for it in the hills, but it's found only in Christ. You say, well, is that a contradiction in the Bible? No. The psalmist is not saying my strength comes from the hills. The psalmist is not saying my faith rests in the hills. The psalmist is not saying I will only trust in the hills. But I believe what the psalmist is saying is I've been on the mountaintop and I've been up there with him. I've been up there with the Lord. And where he's at right now is in a valley. And I found out when you're in the valley, you can look down and you're still in the valley. 
you can look around you and you're still in the valley. And that will just make you stay in the valley. But when you're down and in the valley and you begin to look up, not just to the hills, but you begin to look up to God and say, God, here I am. This is what I need. And I need you now. And what God will do to supply that need. I heard about a story of an older woman. She did not have a lot of money. She lived off of a fixed income. She needed some food and did not have much. So she began to pray. Praying that God would supply her need of food. To save on money, she would open up her windows in the morning to keep her house cool. And she would begin to pray out loud, asking God to supply her with some groceries. Well, that lady had a neighbor that was an atheist. And that neighbor that was an atheist began to have some compassion for that woman. Did not want her to go without food. After all, she's an older woman. She does not need to go without food. So that atheist neighbor decided they would do something nice. Stopped by Walmart on their way home and bought some groceries and left it there on the doorstep and rung the doorbell and ran off. That elderly woman walked to the door and opened the door, began to cry out, thanking God for answering her prayer. That atheist neighbor did not know what to do, was very confused, saying it was not God that answered that prayer, but rather they were the one that done it. So they went to that woman and said, Ma'am, I want you to know it was not God that answered your prayer, but rather it was me. That woman cried out and said, Thank you, God, for using an atheist to answer my prayer. Whatever our need may be, He is able to answer it. We serve a God that is able to answer it. I thought about this in back a few years ago when I was taking a class in seminary called Survey of the Old Testament. Brother Larry, you probably took that class some time ago. And uh, you probably remember this. They talked about... uh, different battle scenes in the Bible and different things that happen in Scripture. Now I remember this this past week. In the battles, whoever was in charge, usually the king or whoever it was, was not down there in the battle, was not down there in the valley, but rather sat up on the hillside, looking out over All those soldiers. I thought about that. We serve a king. Jesus. 
who is not sitting down doing nothing but rather is watching over us. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. And he knows our every need. And the psalmist says, hey, I can sit here and feel bad and feel sorry or I can lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Number one, we see the psalmist's proclamation. I will lift up mine eyes. Then number two, we see the psalmist's protection. Notice verse number three. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. I told you that word help means security. We have protection in Christ. We have some insurance, you could call it, in Christ. We have protection from the world through Christ. It does not mean that everything will be okay. It does not mean that everything will work out our way in our time the way we always want it. But it means that God is still in control and that God is still on the throne. I thought about this, the same God that hung the moon and the trees and hung the stars and the sun is the same God that watches over us. The same God that protects us. Notice verse number 3. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Thought by the first part of verse number 3. Says our foot to not be moved. That tells me that we are on the solid foundation. That the footing here is solid. It's stable. And he's going to keep it that way. Everything around you may start to, to fall down. But the foundation is still standing. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. You know, verse number four reminds me of Matthew chapter number 18, the shepherd that has a hundred sheep. Y'all remember that story? Ninety-nine of them stayed there, but one went out, and the shepherd went out after that one, and he came back with it. He did not beat that sheep. Instead, he had compassion and and grace and love toward that sheep. And he would pick that sheep up and drape it over his shoulders and carry that sheep back home. The Lord that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. We serve a God that is not lazy. That's a good way to put it. Verse number 4. He is that sleepless watchman 
stays up and watches over us. I thought about that. He does not sleep. You remember over there in the Gospels, when they were over there on the mountainside and they had a big body of water in front of them, and Jesus says, we will pass to the other side. We're going to cross over here. And they get on the boat. And all of a sudden, the waves started crashing in. And the wind picked up. And the boat began to rock back and forth. And they said, surely we're going under. Where's Jesus at now? And they looked in the back of the boat. And there Jesus is asleep. They said, do you not care about us? But what they did not realize, Brother Larry, in the back of that boat, on a big wooden box, had a bunch of gears on the inside of it. And that was how they would control that boat. How they would steer that boat. Even when Jesus was asleep, he was still in control. You say, well preacher, it says right here that he will not slumber nor sleep. When Jesus slept, it was because he was 100% human. But when it says he will not slumber nor sleep, Brother Jerome, it means he's 100% God. His deity. He watches over us by day and by night. He does not take breaks. He does not need a nap. He's always on Duty. Then verse number five. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. I read up on that and I found out it means God has an umbrella. And God uses that umbrella. To cover us with grace and mercy and love. You know God has that mercy and grace. Grace is to help us when we stumble. Mercy is to help us when we fall. I seen a quote today. It said, not every day is a good day, but every day has good in it. The psalmist here has that protection. When the war may be going on around him, he still has the peace from God. Then, not only do we see the proclamation and the protection, but then we see the psalmist's preservation. Being preserved here. Verse number 7. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. 
The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I told you one of the scholars said that this passage is from a time of war. But there's another concept of this and one scholar says it is the traveler's psalm for those who were wandering out, for those who were out doing the will of God, for those who were working for God, for those who were serving God, that God will watch over them. I like that. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Thought about this. God only made one of you. God only made one of me. I believe God's going to do everything He can to preserve us and to keep us and to help us. He preserves us from all evil. That does not mean that evil will never come around us, no. That just means that evil will not overtake us, will not ruin us. We have been preserved with grace. He shall preserve thy soul. That's salvation. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even forevermore. He watches over us. He's not sleeping on us. He's not taking a nap. He's still on the throne. He's still in charge. No matter what we go through, He's still there. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank You. God, we love You and we praise You. God, You are worthy. Lord, no matter what situation we may be in, you are there for us. God, Lord, we pray that you would help us, dear God, as we go through the rest of our week. God, we pray, Lord, no matter what we go through, Lord, we would always look up to you. You are our help. God, our help is only found in you. Lord, I thank you that you send others by our way and give us that help. God, we pray, Lord, whatever the needs may be, God, that we would always give everything to you. Lord, it may seem like the world is falling down around us, but our feet are still on the rock. You're still watching over us. You're still overshadowing us with your love and your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness. So God, we thank you. God, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.